Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. No double takes in this one. If I fuck up, I just fuck up. <laughs> I'm Jenna Stever, and I play Astra Blep, a fey-addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa Paladin, eager to help and flex. Caitlin Statehar, playing Patty Hertz, a rat folk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we are, of course, led today and for the rest of time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, are you fine today? <laughs> I am fine today. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. That's because what you're witnessing is not just the game, but the first public appearance of the restored Shadow End. The crowd sort of gasps and and whispers. The mood shifts. As your queen, it's my duty to deliver news to you, both good and bad. Some of you have probably already heard whispers of what's happened in New Haven. Unfortunately, I can confirm that they are true. Erosia has turned its back on the Triad Nations and committed an act of war against New Haven. But rest assured that Berwyn and Resgris will not sit back and allow this to happen. The Royal Berwyn army will be dispatched to the front lines and at their side will be Shadowwind, just as Saint Spira herself predestined. So please, cheer not just for your winners tonight, but for Berwyn's champions. And everybody goes crazy, uh, even more so than before. People are, are nuts. How do the other winners on the podium react to this? Make a sense motive check. Uh, I rolled a 10, so yeah, pretty average. Archmage Venturi, he is caught off guard, I think you can tell, even with a 10. He pulls himself back together pretty quickly, but you can tell that he is surprised. Windsor's squad doesn't blink, they remain enthusiastic and enraptured with the queen. Sure. They're fine with it. I think Miss Morn's squad is a bit more concerned. They maybe look to Miss Morn to see how they should react. Miss mm-hmm. Morn is not surprised. <laughs> 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 She's kind of an outsider. She's from Erosia, you know. 
And this doesn't phase her in any way. So after that, her speech kind of wraps up. You guys are brought back inside of the Adventurers Guild. Bantaro Valentine is kind of waiting for you. He wants to, like, drag you around to meet important people, you know, a hobnob for the rest of the afternoon. Is there anything that you guys wanted to do before that happens? Astra does not want to hobnob. She <laughs> wants to avoid talking to anybody as much as possible. So if she can, she's going to try to, like, slip out the back. Absolutely. Make a stealth check. Ooh, <laughs> I don't think I took any points in that. <laughs> A not-so-sneaky, sneaky escape by Astra. <laughs> Everything's so crowded, you have a plus five to whatever you roll. Okay, excellent. I, well, I rolled a 19, so pretty okay, good. Okay, damn, so girl. that's a 24 total. Astra, you easily slip out the back door when <laughs> Bentaro is not paying attention, uh, and you avoid your time being spent this way. Excellent. Good luck, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Zelf misses his moment, so he's not thrilled at hobnobbing, but somebody takes his hand and drags him over. You know, Johnny's still kind of thinking a little bit about what happened to Arrow Peak, but the news of Aimway has recalled some other things to his head. And then all the stuff going on with New Haven, it's made him pretty nostalgic uh, about Church Bodacious. He starts wondering <laughs> about how Gamweir's doing, how they're all doing. And then he's going to get up and kind of wander. He's going to look for Grog and Greta, if he can find them. So Grog and Greta are, we haven't really talked about them on the podcast. <laughs> they are two sibling dwarves from Resgris. They are cadets on Ergon squad. So they are crafters and brought on because of their ability as blacksmiths. And so Johnny has done some training with them. Though he's not very good in Ergon's class. <laughs> I only signed up for that class because I heard my friends were taking that class. They told me it would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was going to be an easy A, so I signed up. It's like shop class. And so he's going to go over. He's going to kind of be scratching his scar a little bit, which is hidden a little bit in his spiky hair as he's going over to Grog and Greta. Johnny kind of will lean in. And he will say, do you know what Rescarus is going to do about this? I feel like this might stir up something old. Greta is more stoic, but Grog speaks openly to you. He says, it's disgusting that she would speak as if Rescarus is allies to Berwyn and not forced into a subservient relationship after the last war that we were pulled into. <laughs> I feel you, Grog. We never should have trusted that just anyway. He sort of pauses a little bit and he says, but Greta, know if you guys should be going out to the front. You know, like, I'm not gonna stop you, but like, you know, Shatterfoot, I gotta keep with the general's orders in mind. Greta says, those loyal to Resgris must be patient. The only way that we can restore our country is by being on the front lines. Yeah. And Grog, he says, you are not alone, Johnny. Ask Nerissa. Greta kind of takes offense to that. She says, brother, you, you speak too openly. L let Johnny go about his business. Johnny will kind of give Grog like a, 
a not so sly because Johnny's not very sly. Nod <laughs> like, yeah, I'll probably look into that later. But then like look over uh, at Greta and like, oh, of course, your highness. And like, you know, like he's always at your service and like does like as best as he can kind of like a discreet bow to people who are like half his height. The remainder of your day is being dragged from one after party to the next so that Bantaro Valentine can network you with a barrage of important people whose names and faces are just one long blur. Patty, throughout this, you continue to spread your rumor about the guild's elitist practices, which you had started seeding before the competition, but now you have the ear of much more influential people. Excellent. <laughs> the only thing Patty likes better than an awards ceremony in her honor is to hobnob <laughs> after said awards ceremony and spread rumors. So this is a great day for her. Hidden all the right spots. Just like, well-balanced, great day. Eventually, the four of you end up back at the inn for a well-deserved night's rest. At this point, you guys can all heal and reset your spells, abilities as needed. You wake on five-day morning to the sound of raucous chanting outside of your room's window. They're just screaming, join the guild, get killed. Join the guild, get killed. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) One woman's voice echoes over the rest. Uh, She's just screaming, how much is your life worth? Well, it's nowhere near the size of the crowd at the competition. A large mob has gathered at the front of the Adventurers Guild, right across the street from the the inn that you're staying at. You can see that the mob is attempting to block entry uh, for all like the visiting nobles. There's guild members that are trying to get people through, but the protesters are blocking them. They're like carrying signs. One of them says like "Guild" or "Guild," like G U I L D, G I L D. Great homophone joke for the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? They're not chanting at us. They're chanting at the guild building. Yeah, around the guild at like the other citizens of Aeropeak that are going about their business. Just to anyone who will listen to them, just trying to create a stir. Esther's going to be like, um, hmm, is this our problem? <laughs> Just a question for the group. If y'all, I mean, if y'all think it's our problem, then it's our problem. But do you think this is our problem? No. But I mean, like, I guess, like, I just don't really understand what they're saying. Like, <laughs> are they saying, like, if you join the Adventurers Guild, you're going to die? I mean, that does seem to be literally what they're saying. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, like that's that's probably going to happen. Like we all got to die, right? I think they're offering a causal argument that says when you join the guild, you will get killed and not like a passive sort of death comes for us all. And if you join the guild, it'll still come for you. You know what I mean? Oh. I mean, Zelf, Patty, I think if we wanted to, we could probably just sneak out the back I mean, Patty is never going to turn down the opportunity to participate in some civil disobedience. (laughs) (laughs) Patty sees a mob, she wants it. Please keep in mind (laughs) who we're talking about here. Patty is very enthused. She's already outside with a sign when you turn around to ask. (laughs) She dashes outside into the throes of the citizens on the street, her people in her element. (laughs) Patty, make a perception check as you enter this crowd. Yeah. I have rolled a 15. Awesome. So, Patty, as you make your way through this crowd, this crowd that's filled with your people, people who are passionate about a cause. Yes. 
You see a couple <laughs> familiar faces. You know, you talked to some of these people yesterday about this exact thing, and you've inspired them. You've got them out on the streets fighting for what's right. You see an elven woman. She's a bit older. The one who was yelling very loud. She has like a sensible haircut. When you saw her yesterday, she was wearing just like normal street clothes, but now she wears this white uniform that matches several other people in the group. It has a Phoenix logo on it that's not completely unlike the Shadowwind emblem. But, you know, designed a bit softer, kind of like, you know, uh, a dove from a nursing home or something. (laughs) She says, Patty, I'm so pleased that you came out today. I think that working together, we are going to change things at the guild. Sister, you know, I am so thrilled to see you out here on the streets making your voice heard today. Can you tell me some more about what inspired today's demonstration? She speaks to you, but she also speaks again to the crowd, like kind of yelling. She says, my name is Tahara Warsaw, and many of you know me as a healer at St. Spiris Hospital here in Arrow Peak. We have seen firsthand the injuries caused by the guild's flagging standards. When my son was the guild master, there was rigorous testing and training before one could enter the dungeon. Now the only assessment is of the depths of one's pockets. <laughs> Patty loves it. <laughs> she is so inspired. She is fired up. She wants her own sign. But she knows that maybe today is not the day to get completely caught up in this wonderful street demonstration that she alone has inspired <laughs> and led to fruition. So, you know, she she's going to spend a few minutes. She's going to maybe lead a couple chants. She's going to, you know, send some encouraging waves to the demonstrators. But, you know, we've got things to do today, so we're not going to spend too much time out here in the crowd. Cool. Are any of the other three of you around taking part in this or anything? If if nobody else (laughs) in the team is that, like, Patty's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Astra's going to sneak out the back and sort of walk through and try to get a feel for what's happening while absolutely not talking to anybody. (laughs) In fact, I think she probably like sidles up behind Patty where Patty can't see her to listen in on that conversation without having, again, to engage with anyone. Great. I think Zelf is going to make his way into the guild if he can, because he's still interested in maybe popping down to see if he can find the ring, especially since right now it seems like there's no chance anybody else from the nobility is going to be able to you know, pay their way. And I was thinking possibly using a few rounds of my Daredevil boots, which <laughs> give me extra maneuverability while moving through hazardous wow. areas yeah. to get through the end of the line. Johnny will like be surveying the crowd and then notice that Zelf is going else. He's like, hey, where are you going? And then like, we'll tag along with him. Oh, and yeah, before he leaves, Zelf taps Manny on the shoulder and says, Manny, get some life experience. Join the protesters for today. <laughs> Excellent. It's just like, uh, yes, chef, if if you think that would be valuable. Everything winds up in your cooking. Patty is very excited to see Manny embarking on this new side of himself. She says, we are the revolution, Manny. And she's just thrilled that he's coming into his own. He's going to get beaten up and wind up in a jail cell. (laughs) Zelf, as you maneuver your way closer to the door, you see Duke Marth uh, of Mjolnir is among the nobles trying to get in, but whose path is blocked. When he sees you approach, he goes, there he is, my hired man right there. He'll go in. Now that he's had a night to recompose himself, himself will stand up straight and put his hands on his hips and say, that's right, I have a second place in the Arrow Peak competition. We left something in there, we've got to step in and get it. 
the protesters, they're not really sure how to feel about you. They know that you're in shadow in now and that you're an important person. So they kind of look over to Tahara and to Patty for permission, essentially. Tahara looks at you, Patty, and, and she says, do you know this man? So Patty's a little concerned about losing her street cred with with her newfound friends. So she's just going to kind of say, oh, well, the best way to, to change an organization is from the inside, guys. Everybody knows that. It's fundamental. Inside the dungeon. <laughs> Tahara, she nods her head. Okay, she understands. She, she says, Patty. Yeah. Part of the guild's responsibility is to monitor the monsters that inhabit the dungeon. But last night, an unlucky adventurer was brought to me who encountered a corpsanthemum. It's a a predatory flower that grows only in areas of concentrated (laughs) evil. Oh, man. It drills its tendrils into a victim's brain, and then later they become corpsanthemums themselves. My my patient only has a few hours left. I hate to ask this of you because I know that you're you're so important out here on the streets. But if you could go in there with your friend and bring back a fresh tendril for me, I could potentially make an antidote and save his life. Tahara, oh, anything for you, anything for my people. The, the crowd just like breaks out. Patty, Patty, Patty. Ah! The the guild members kind of step back uh, and and make room for the four of you guys to to walk through into the adventurers guild can i make some kind of a check to see what i know about corpse anthem yeah maybe nature or dungeoneering they are plants so yeah nature <laughs> all you're gonna learn is whether or not you can eat them <laughs> <laughs> that's true i got a 22 yeah zelf you know that corpse anthemums like tahara said they only grow in areas of concentrated evil <laughs> What a line. (laughs) They have this like pollen that they release that sort of entrances their victims and the victims are helpless and just won't fight the corpsanthemum when they insert the tendrils through the ears into the brain and just drain the life out of them. And as soon as they die, they become shambling corpses, but they're not zombies. They're, They're plants that wander away and then it's an important difference when they collapse and decompose they grow a new corpsanthemum would that help zelf know kind of what dungeon territory they tend to collapse and grow out of whether it's like a dank puddle or puddle of evil <laughs> what is concentrated evil <laughs> it means like an area where like an evil act was committed they'll grow whoa well i mean those guys on the other team cheated <laughs> <laughs> Does a 22 check let us know if they're edible? <laughs> <laughs> they don't offer a lot of value in terms of magical food. However, mm. the pollen can be repurposed for all sorts of like alchemical things. Mm. Oh my okay. god. Well, it sounds like it would be a great garnish. <laughs> they're high in fiber. <laughs> I'll take it. Astra is a little in awe of Patty's ability to control a crowd. And is contemplating what she can do with that secondhand ability. <laughs> Since you know Patty, Patty knows crowds. Yeah, Astra doesn't know yet. Neither does Jenna. <laughs> the moment will present itself. Zelf, you already know where Duke Marth has been based on what he had told you previously. Tahara is able to tell you the vague area of where the Corpsanthemum was, which is not far off from 
the area that Duke Marth was actually adventuring in. So I'll have you guys start out by making a perception check. I want all of us to fail. <laughs> fail? I mean, statistically likely. <laughs> Everyone is clueless. It just seems funnier. I got a 13. I rolled an 11. I rolled a 13. Everybody got 13s, man. <laughs> yeah, Paul, what'd you roll? I'm double checking my class ability. <laughs> yes, I did get a 17. After some time spent exploring the dungeon, eyes peeled for your marks, your group enters a dank tunnel, and immediately you start to feel this innate sense of dread. Dun, dun, dun. Very ominous. The ground becomes softer with areas of deep mud, making it increasingly tougher to traverse. In game terms, you know that this means that the squares are difficult terrain, uh, so it will take two squares of movement to cross them. After a minute or so, the tunnel opens up to a cavern that is also a dead end. To your left, along the rock wall, you see a large swath of tall grass that seem to be alive, like they're moving. Uh, all plants are alive. <laughs> <laughs> the blades of grass reach out and curl like they're trying to grab onto something. I still see blackness on the map. Should we be seeing a map? That's because I'm not sure that you can see in the dark. I definitely can't. Yeah, Astra and Zelf. They want to use a torch or a spell or something. Probably a torch. I'll take one out of my adventures kit. Bet you wish you had rat eyes. Uh, I also have light as an at-will spell, so I will cast that. I can see mud. <laughs> I see mud. <laughs> <laughs> so, Johnny, what would you like to do, sir? First, he'll quip and say, you know, it's kind of ironic that, like, she's talking about how since her son isn't in charge anymore, all this evil showed up, but, like, his squad is the one that cheated, and it's probably why this monster's <laughs> here in the first place. Anyway, and John's just gonna keep walking forward as he's talking smack. Damn, so judgy. Johnny, as you move forward, you see ahead of you the roiling corpsanthemum. It is just a huge, like, sickly yellow flower. It's got all of these, like, endless tendrils coming off of it. Uh, and there's little smaller flowers attached to it as well. Well, Zelf is going to call out, try not to breathe the pollen or you'll just lie down and they'll stick their grass in your brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, bro. And do I see these guys here? To your left. One of the shambling corpses of a victim that has fallen prey to the corpsanthemum. So this is just like uh, a decomposed body with plants growing out of it. All right. Well, I'm going to draw my greatsword. And I think that's it going to be it for my turn. Patty, what would you like to do? So is Patty close enough to these plants to have a sense of how their little plant arms are operating? The ones on the ground, the, the tall grass? Yeah. The blades are not long enough to present a problem unless you were to actually walk through those spaces. They can't reach you otherwise. Also, you notice that the grass does not seem interested in the zombies at all. The zombies can travel through it unimpeded. Hmm. Interesting. So I think Patty, for now, is going to move close right up to the edge of the patch of plants but she's not going to actually step onto it okay as you move closer to the plants you see the plant zombie but behind it up against the wall you see what looks to be like a living person however they seem hmm. paralyzed and they are 
in like deep in the grass. And now you can see that the grass is holding on to the person uh, so that they can't move. And they seem to be like poking into its skin as well. Ooh, Ooh, I don't like that. Patty is going to go for a a little more of a hands-off approach this time. So can I do my throwing money at it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing better than throwing money at a problem, guys. (laughs) So let's look at this spell. I think that it enchants three coins at a time. I think so. You turn up to three coins into deadly projectiles that gain the velocity of a bullet when thrown. (laughs) Fuck. Ridiculous. <laughs> magic is dangerous. All right. It's so good. <laughs> Zelf, what do you want to do, sir? Yeah, I also want to move closer to the situation. So, what part of the plant is dangerous? Is like all of that grass going to jump up and attack, or is just like there's a central stalk? So, the grass is separate from the corpsanthemum. So, they are different okay. entities. Good to know. Okay. Well, I took one move to get where I am. And then with my action, I'm going to cast a spell. Uh, I'm going to use my elemental touch. And instead of ice this time, I'm going to use fire. I'll drop the torch I've got, I guess. And then I'll ignite my hand to shed light as a torch. That I can also grab somebody to create elemental damage. And I'll have that ready in case the zombie gets closer. And that's my turn. Awesome. Astro, what are you thinking? All right, I'm going to approach, and as the caster of the group, I'm going to cast a classic bless. Nice. Yeah, Astra says something like, boy, I don't like the looks of this grass, Uh, and that's all I've got to say about that. (laughs) Uh, And then she casts a bless. That gives everybody a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and on saving throws against fear effects. We are not going to be afraid of this plant. (laughs) Maybe we should be, but we're not. No. No. (laughs) So it's the corpse's turn. Uh, I don't think it can move very far. It shouldn't be able to. It's like a plant zombie. feel like they should be slow. (laughs) So it just kind of lurches one space over. And then the zombie here is going to charge at you, Patty. No. Yeek. Patty's second-guessing her decision to scamper right up to the edge of the grass. <laughs> oh, man, but she's got the scampering slippers. She does have scampering slippers, that's true. So he attacks you with a 12. Patty, what's your AC? It is 18. Great. So this floral zombie, it <laughs> makes a, a rush at you, Patty, but you easily duck around it. You're so small, uh, and it's, like, slow and awkward. So it misses entirely. The floral zombie, it's just like a bundle of vines, right? It's not... It's a dead body, but it has plants growing out of it. Okay. So it is not... uh, It's not a zombie in the typical sense. Right. The body itself is not alive, but the body is filled with plants that are animating it. Super gross. So it is structurally a zombie. (laughs) (laughs) Would it be considered undead for the purpose of spells? It is a plant. Uh-huh. There we go. Fair, but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I understand your answer. I do not like it. <laughs> and then it is back to Johnny. What would you like to do, sir? I was thinking it'd be fun to like fire some lit arrows 
into the grass to do some lighting effects, but I think as the main... Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw out there that we might not want to burn down whoever is trapped. I was thinking that as well. I, I was <laughs> considering the setting right? the grass on I fire mean... as well. <laughs> and then I was like, there's someone trapped there. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe they're cold. I will charge plant monster. Alright, I got a 24 to hit. Nice, yeah, oh yeah, that will definitely hit. Big boy. 26 yeah. with a charge. 27 with bless. Oh. <laughs> and I deal 15 damage. Oh, my goodness. Oh. You've killed it, Johnny. What does this look like? <laughs> what, this is a grand moment for you. Okay, I'll like be like, Patty, look out! And like I'll like jump from behind her and like cut it down and I'll say, Pull out your machete, Patty. We've got weeds to deal with. <laughs> Thanks, comrade. And with that, Patty, it is your turn. Self on deck. Patty is so stoked, standing dramatically <laughs> over the corpse of the dead zombie flower. You know, as over as a rat can get. She's gonna pull out her magical machete and whack off a big chunk of it to take back to Tahara. Awesome. Zelf, it's your turn, sir. Uh, does the grass count as difficult terrain? Uh, you would imagine so. It is making a grabbing motion. Oh, so the grass is moving. Yes, the grass is moving, it's twisting, it's grabbing. So Zelf is going to move to a more central location to shine a little light on what's gone around. So I'll take my first step right up to the edge of the grass. Uh, what do I see? You see another floral zombie oh, shit. that is moving around near the corpse anthemum. What can I tell about the body in the depths of the grass? Does it look like a corpse? Is it like a zombie waiting to strike? Make a perception check, Zelf. I've never okay. even considered that it could have been a zombie pretending to Oh be. my god, I was oh. ready to run in and save the day, <laughs> and I would have got my well, ass handed I, to me. I mean, I will point out that I'm pretty certain Justin described it as a living person still alive. Yes, it has... <laughs> It's breathing. <laughs> Thank you for being the only one paying attention. <laughs> He's also a very wily, wily dungeon master. <laughs> 18. Zelf, the person in the in the grass is wearing the the really cheap Adventurer's Guild armor that they are kind of selling to take advantage of people that you kind of learned about <laughs> from the drunken man who is uh, telling his woes to Bavel at the bar. Yeah, so it's like a jersey. <laughs> Armored jersey. Uh, but I can't tell if they're like alive or not without investigating. Uh, you can tell that they're breathing, but they're not moving at all otherwise. As if to say that they're they're paralyzed. Got it. Uh, as Justin described again at the beginning. Of the <laughs> I just wanted to, to make the skill as, check to as confirm. As if to say. Okay, I think I have a new understanding for DBZ narrators. They're like always repeating what happened. All right, well, Zelf doesn't want to go too far ahead and get like grabbed by vines or, you know, zapped with pollen or anything. So he'll stay where he is with his spell ready to light anything on fire that gets too close. But he is going to shout to the team. He's going to say, I think that person is breathing. Excellent. Astra, what would you like to do? Well, we're fighting plants, so <laughs> I've got one perfect spell for this. Ooh. Uh, so Astra says, well, there's only one thing I can really cast at such an appropriate moment, and that is hedging weapon. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. 
this uh, creates a weapon of divine force that floats near me. It'll protect me if something attacks me and I have the potential to throw it as a ranged uh, weapon. It is a weapon that fits my deity. I serve no god nor no man. <laughs> so it is in the shape of my weapon, which is a rapier with a unique spiral shape. Awesome. The spiral rapier. That's it. Spiral rapier. What sound did that make again when you use it? (laughs) You don't know yet because I haven't used it. (laughs) Wait and find out. Okay. But a spectral one of those appears as a divine force and kind of is waiting over me and protecting me. And then I'm going to move, I think, a little bit closer. I want to try to get closer so I can maybe cast a healing spell on the potentially still living creature but that's not going to be this round this round i chose the pun and i have no regrets and that's my turn (laughs) on the corpse santhemum's turn astra and johnny from where you're standing you can see a second person that is paralyzed in the tall grass there the corpse santhemum two tendrils come out of it and implant themselves into the one that is up against the north wall paralyzed Do I want to know where, like through which orifice? <laughs> through the ears. <laughs> through the ears <gasps> into the brain. It's not the worst, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> this is very Star Trek. Star Trek, yeah. And Johnny, it is your turn, sir. I'm tempted to go try and save that person, but also that was most foul. I think Johnny, being the hothead that he is, he's going to charge the corpse anthemum. He's going for it. Hell yeah. I guess. I'm going to move there, charging. Oh, no! Did something happen as I move here? There is a zombie that you didn't see uh, around the edge of that rock (laughs) formation. It does take an attack of opportunity on you as you pass by it. You'll be fine. An 18. Does that hit you? Does not. Ooh. Even when you're charging? I am in full plate. Just to keep everyone honest, charging does reduce your AC by two, yes. right? Yes, so he just misses me. My AC is 19 while charging. 21. Yes. Oh, that's pretty good. So much higher than mine. Tank! All right, you pass right by that guy. Oh, <gasps> what? But like, you know, like a Nani <laughs> moment, kind of. But he, uh, <laughs> he keeps going anyway. And he will, he will strike. Nice. All right, does a 23 hit? Uh, Yes, it does, for sure. Sweet, I deal 12 damage. Yeah, your uh, greatsword slices through the tendrils that are connecting to the ears of the paralyzed man in the grass, freeing him briefly. Sweet. The zombie that you passed by rushes you again. Yeah, Danny. that's fair. He comes fair. up behind you. <laughs> he is now flanking with the corpse anthemum on the opposite side there. <gasps> uh, 17. Is then 19. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, then yeah, he hits me with the flanking. Uh, you take 8 damage <gasps> uh, from the zombie's second hit on you, just slamming the, the dead body essentially <laughs> against you. <laughs> <laughs> there is another zombie that comes over from the other side of you. Do the zombies also get affected by the difficult terrain, or do they just stomp through the mud like pros? They're affected by the mud, but they are able to walk through the grass without any effect. Mm -hmm. Okay. This time I'll add the flanking bonus, so this is the actual total. 
uh, of a 12. So the other one that appears ineffectually is just, it's like a vine wrapped around the arm of this corpse and just like slapping it against your armor. But it does not <laughs> seem to hurt you. Patty, what would you like to do? Attack with platinum coin shot because I am a platinum bitch. It looks like you have a range increment of 20 feet. How far are you from this dude? You might have to step a little closer. Okay. You can throw it from farther, but then you're going to start taking penalties from that. I think I'm 20 feet. I want to throw it at the one that's behind him here. Yeah. At one of those? She needs to help out her boy, Johnny. Okay. Yeah. So I should be 20 feet now. I rolled a total of 20. Uh, so it definitely hits. Awesome. Yeah, you strike the zombie that is behind Johnny uh, right in the skull. It deals three damage to it. Take that. Zelf, you're up. Uh, Zelf knows that Johnny can handle himself, but maybe it wouldn't hurt to help out. Yeah, I'm going to try to get behind the zombie that's flanking Johnny so he can flank the zombie. Cool. <laughs> Which of these two zombies just got hit by the coin the one that you're flanking okay great i'm gonna try to touch him with my fiery fingers uh i got a 13 total all right cool uh 15 if i'm flanking and 16 if i get bless that will hit for sure (laughs) okay all right so that does 1d6 fire damage and it potentially lights him on fire cool cool catching on fire makes a dc 15 reflex save or catches on fire he is not going to make this. I'm going to tell you that now. <laughs> yeah. So nice. you deal five damage to it, and it lights up this plant. Uh, and actually, you deal ten damage to it and kill it. So Whoa. you see that the plants really don't take well to the fire. You have knowledge nature? <laughs> <laughs> knowledge common sense about plants? <laughs> like, Johnny's got a minus one, you know? He might not associate... In common sense. You're telling me that flowers is the same as leaves? Wow. They shrivel up immediately. This body just falls flat into the mud, no longer animated by the plants. God, all right. Well, Zelf pulls his fiery hand away, you know, dripping with the zombie... <laughs> Goo. Zombie stuff. And he just like shakes it ready for the next one. Astra. Yeah. Okay. So one of the living people was freed by Johnny, right? No. No. It was being brain drained uh, and he stopped that, but it, they're still in the grass. Okay. And the other one is also, they're Correct. both still trapped. Yeah. Does either of them look worse off than the other? Definitely the one that it was being brain drained, that one is looking paler. Let me see what the range on Cure Light Wounds is. Touch! Well, never mind. Uh, (laughs) While the group is taking care of the big boy, I'm going to launch the hedging weapon, um, which I can throw (laughs) as a ranged attack to any creature I see within 30 feet uh, and try to cut some of the bonds that are holding the other one. Awesome. Nice, nice. Beautiful. Okay, so I rolled an incredible 23. I'm not a very good combatant character. (laughs) I just rolled very well there. And actually, the weapon does 2d6 uh, when it lands a hit. All right, that does nine points of beautiful force damage. Awesome. The grass seems to be a bit mindless, but as soon as it's struck by the force, it releases the trapped person there and kind of recoils back. 
and some of the the grass was like literally embedded inside of it <laughs> it like all comes out whenever you strike it <laughs> gross um so he is freed from the grass there excellent but he doesn't seem to wake up right away and the corpsanthemum can't wait for us all to turn into zombies tpk every round the corpsanthemum sprays a bunch of pollen at johnny from all the tiny flowers that are growing off of it i hold my breath i hold my breath a touch attack of 10 oh i probably hits me let me double check yeah ac touch 11 oh Yes. Oh, damn. Suck. <laughs> Do you still have your charge? Ah, suck on me. <laughs> and also, also, it's flanking with me, right? So it, it definitely hits me. Make a will save, sir. Oh, no. DC 11. Sweet. Oh. I rolled a natural oh. 20. Johnny's like, oh. your tendrils oh. are... 500 years too young to be messing around with my mind. <laughs> Johnny just outright rejects what's happening. He smell of pollen in the morning. Okay, Astra's like, wait, how old is Johnny? Uh, Johnny, it's your turn now. Johnny's gonna be like, thanks for kicking up the heat, chef. And then he's gonna attack the uh, the monster in front of him again with the great sword. 20, oh, I rolled a 26 and I deal 13 damage. Brutal. Oh, ridiculous. That great sword. Actually, it should be more. Since I have a two-handed weapon and I have power attack, uh, I get an additional plus six to that. Ooh. That is a killing blow, sir. <laughs> it's definitely a reprisal in Johnny's mind for it to try and mess around with his mind. Uh, <laughs> as he like shoves the blade into it, and, like all the like pollen comes out, he'll like he'll mutter a prayer to Gavilan and more specifically Molni, the cat demigod that nice. his church serves and you know it's like this is a new one on me fighting plants such luxury because <laughs> he's from the desert as soon as you see the corpsanthemum go down one of the other floral zombies immediately collapses the other one that was flanking you johnny sweet oh but not the other one zelf you notice that the remaining zombie is still standing yes. and you notice also that this is not a plant zombie like the others. This is an actual dark magic zombie that's left standing. Oh, shit. <laughs> this seems like pretty bad news. Hey, guys, it seems like this one is a, a garden variety zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's the great evil that caused this flower to arise. I know y'all think cheating is <laughs> sinister enough to cause such a thing, but necromantic energy seems a much likelier choice. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's all bad. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll have a talk about relative morality later. <laughs> what? Yeah, we should learn from Astra as the expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right patty what would you like to do i am going to move probably i'm thinking like over here and there it is okay since i believe i have two coins remaining still magical coins i'm going to throw another platinum coin at it awesome so i have rolled a 
22. And I do seven damage. This one really embeds itself uh, (laughs) into the zombie when it strikes. uh, And it kind of reels back as it hits. Zelf, what would you like to do? I want to use my Daredevil boots. As a free action, I click my heels to get a plus five competence bonus to acrobatics (laughs) to move through a threatened square. Fucking love it. So I'm going to make an acrobatics check. (laughs) Uh, And I am going to use inspiration on this. With the bonus from my boots, that's a total of 17. Awesome. So, yes, with your bonus from the boots, you are able to slip past. Excellent. So I prance with my fancy (laughs) boots, skipping and clicking behind the zombie, and then I'll attack it with my elemental spell and the power of the boots gives me a plus one to hit when i successfully move through an enemy's threatened square 13 that's does a 15 hit. okay i oh, was gonna great. say that's a 15 with the blasts and with my boots cool yeah no you've got it and the damage dice is different for the spell that's three fire damage and it might light on fire it makes a reflex great so it starts on fire uh, but it's still alive. <laughs> uh, or it's still undead. It's still a moving Great. corpse that's now on fire. Terrifying. Astra, what would you like to do? Is the grass still grasping, to, for lack of a better word? Yes. It seems to be just a separate entity altogether of the corpse Ooh. anthemum. It's just uh, something that grows here naturally. Ugh. There are many parts to the corpsemptimum. Many people mistake the flowering part for the whole organism. But really, it is many parts. Who is that? Thank you, David Attenborough. (laughs) (laughs) Astra's going to assume you guys have your hands full with the zombie, the real capital Z zombie. And she's going to approach this corpse in the corner to try to heal it and and revive it and get it up on its feet. I guess it's not corpse. It's not corpse yet, and she's going to keep it from being a corpse by healing it with her magic. <laughs> it's a pre-corpse. Justin, what happens when I step into the grass? Sure. So You uh, turn into a zombie. <laughs> I'm sorry. As you step into the grass, one of the blades of grass kind of like pokes uh, through your skin into your leg. No. It doesn't hurt you. But you are going to need to make a fortitude save. I I have regret. It's highly okay. unpleasant. Wow, that was uh, instantaneously bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I rolled a twelve. Gosh, do I have anything that's going to make me better at this? Do uh, do half elves have resistance to? Bullshit grass. <laughs> I don't see it on my character sheet. No, I guess it's just a 12. Flat 12. Astra, as you move into that tall grass towards the man that you're trying to help and this blade strikes you, you start to feel your body start to like harden up on you and you begin to lose control of your abilities. You're still wide awake, but you sort of fall forward into the grass. Oh, uh, no. It oh, kind of like immediately wraps around you. Uh, oh, well, that's nice. I thought that was going to be bad. Uh, am I still in... 
in enough possession of my faculties to cry out to my teammates. You are paralyzed and cannot speak. <laughs> Can we make a perception check to notice or something? Yeah, everyone make a perception check. Where's Astra? She must have gone home. She must be waiting for us at the end. <laughs> oh. let's, all, let's all leave the dungeon. <laughs> Uh, my perception, everyone's perception was pretty good. All right. So first of all, Patty, you are absolutely close enough with your roll of 26 to, to see that Astra has collapsed there. Johnny, you as well. Hmm. Zelf. I'm behind a rock. You notice two things. You notice a hooded man watching you. Bah. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah, From on. the shadows <laughs> down below. You can't really make out any features. Honestly, you don't even know if it's a man or a woman. What sure. race it is, anything. It's a, it's a person yeah. standing there in a very cliche black robe. The person who is paralyzed up in the corner to your right, this person is not wearing Adventurer's Guild armor. It's just decked out with like the Marth signet. Yeah, so oh, it's ooh. all for show. It's like parade mm-hmm. armor. And you notice Astra face down. And self thinks to himself, Astra must really like grass. No! <laughs> <laughs> the zombie is going to strike you, Zelf, for a 19. Oh, it hits me. All right. And you take seven damage oh, it's not uh, as it slams into you. And we are back to Johnny. All right. Johnny's going to continue on the warpath to save his friend, Zelf. And he will charge over the burning corpse of the plant zombie and strike. Zelf wants to point out the hooded figure and tell Johnny to attack it instead. Oh, I rolled an 18 to hit the zombie. <laughs> so too late. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's a man on a mission. I respect that. And I deal 20 damage, yeah. Yeah, it's dead for sure. <laughs> Sorry, does Zelf also yell out to Johnny, by the way, Astra needs help, or is that like <laughs> off the table? <laughs> <laughs> Patty's closer. Patty's the closest. <laughs> That's the end of my turn. That's hilarious. Johnny <laughs> saw you fall, but Zelf did not yell that out. <laughs> That's true. Johnny's a little occupied, all right? <laughs> Smashing things with his giant sword. Johnny's like, sorry, just like the momentum of my swing, I'll go after the hooded figure. I just, you know. Ah! <laughs> Patty, what would you like to do? Okay, so Patty, as a woman of the people, is concerned about the fate of her teammates and is going to try to assist Astra, who is being smothered by pokey grass. She was right there. She saw what happened, I think. She knows not to go dashing into the grass. So (laughs) she is going to use her final magical coin, and she's going to throw her coin at the grass. Okay. In hopes to skip it as if you were skipping a rock across a lake and have the fronds near Astra hopefully release her. I'm going to shoot the grass with money. <laughs> what do you want from us? It's either shoot the grass with money or set it on fire. We are <laughs> Those are really my only... I guess I could throw beer at the grass, but I don't know if that would do any better. <laughs> so I'm going to throw a platinum coin at the grass. Let's see. I have I have rolled a 17 and 9 damage with my Ooh. coin. 
So good. That works, Patty. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> when you throw the magic coin, it can pierce through the grass, and you do enough damage to the grass that is holding on to Astra that the, the remainder of it recoils off of her as well Yay! and unattaches. Astra, you are still paralyzed. <laughs> However, they've left you alone, so you're no longer at their mercy, which is great. Zelf, what would you like to do? Uh, well, it's the last round for my on-fire hand. So I think I think what Zelf wants to do is he wants to use his Daredevil boots again, and he wants to try to move behind this person. Oh, no, we rolled a natural 20! Ah! Yeah, so my acrobatics <laughs> check is enormous. Great. It's like a 33. Yeah, no, you, you get where you want to go, Zelf, for Some sure. Olympic gymnast shit going on here. High anime elf Olympic gymnast wall kicking. What even is that? Yeah, my my daredevil boots, they don't help me scamper because I don't have scampering slippers, but they kind of help me caper. So (laughs) I'm hopping and skipping and flipping over this mud puddle and I get up to this cloaked figure who's, I guess, skulking in the shadows. And I'm going to fake left and then go right and kind of skip and kick over the wall and land behind him and tap him on the shoulder. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Can I see anything more about them now that I'm closer? So, yeah, once you're closer, you can see that this is a very pale elf. The robe has, like, this really tacky, like, skull clasped on it. The red eyes on it glow. But it doesn't really seem magic. Hot topic. Awesome. So, studied combat... Uh, takes a move action to kind of initiate, uh, and then next round I'll get a bonus to attack them. Cool. Astra, what do you want to do? Or Astra, you're paralyzed. Uh, so yeah, make, I can't a, do shit. <laughs> make another fort save, Astra. Ouch. Okay. All right. Oh. That's a 10. Did that do it, Justin? <laughs> it did not. It did not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it turns out when you're already paralyzed, it's harder to be unparalyzed. Damn. To do something about the being paralyzed. Astro, you take two dexterity damage. I'm sorry, what does that mean? <laughs> that means that... Just uh, your dexterity is lowered by two until you can rest. Oh, I don't like that. Oh my god. I mean, it's hard to get less dexterous than I am now, Those which plants is paralyzed. Are doing nerve damage, like permanent nerve damage to you. Stop. Uh. Oh. <laughs> Somebody help her. Somebody help her. <laughs> yeah, that's Johnny. Yep, that's me. What do you got? I have a heal check. Ooh. Johnny is going to move over to Astra and pull her mm-hmm. out of the grass. Awesome. Grab her by the feet. Yep. Pull her boots off. Oops. <laughs> Oops. Okay. <laughs> uh, what square do you want to put her in? Uh, I'll drag her into the mud. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Face up, I hope. Yes, face up. Face up. She's paralyzed. Totally face up. <laughs> Why'd you fall in the grass? Astra? <laughs> She's ignoring you harder than usual. They hate it when she gets like this. Yeah, which makes it <laughs> crave her recognition more than usual. <laughs> Astra? 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 Can Are you, you mad me? at me? Astra? Can you see this weird thing I'm doing? <laughs> Astra, if you think I'm really cool, don't say anything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. 
had to get it pretty early to pull one over on old Johnny. Johnny wishes to treat poison. And he will roll skill healing using his background, I will remind all of you, as an Asus. <laughs> He's going to use Reiki on Ezra. I rolled a natural one! Oh, oh man! No. Oh, God, I got Are an Are you eight. saying massage is not an effective treatment against poison? Johnny's like, well, you know, she's in the mud. And in (laughs) Begram, mud is like literally the way that we treat most ailments. So like he thinks this is like where (laughs) you should be. Good try. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. We try a heal check without having witnessed proof of the original check's failure. He has to see me get less dexterous before he knows that he did. It's strange. The mud isn't livening her up. Her arms are getting stiffer. (laughs) The necromancer turns to you, Zelf. He places his hand right over your heart. And I die instantly. He's trying to make you fall in love with him. (laughs) It works. (laughs) He makes a 16 touch attack against you. Uh, My touch AC is definitely 13. So he hits me. You just feel a tightness come over your chest as if you may have a heart attack. Oh. You take... 10 points of negative energy damage. (laughs) Yikes. And you are staggered for one round. And it's Patty's turn. All right. What we've got in front of us right now is we've got a paralyzed Astra laying in the mud. I have no abilities that I think can assist with that. I mean, I guess I could throw money on her. Um, I don't think that'll help. And then we have a, a necromancer. Patty's feeling a little uh, out of her comfort zone fighting this necromancer since she does things like throw beer and smack with a machete. <laughs> but I think if Zelf is confident being flambéed potentially. Oh, daily. I'll be fine. I am going to go ahead and I am going to hawk a Molotov cocktail at this bitch. Okay, I <laughs> rolled a 21 with 5 damage. Awesome, yeah. No, you strike this guy, and he has to make a reflex save. Oh, man, I hope he catches fire. Please, 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 please. Mm, Come on, Justin. Oh, sorry. Sorry. He's not sorry. He does not set on fire, but he does take the five damage. Zelf, sir, you are staggered. So you can take either a single move action or a single standard action, but not both. And you can't take full round actions. Uh, and my spell ended, so I'm using my improvised cookware for this one. What of your cookware are you using for these attacks? Like a turning fork. Awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Puck, puck. Ouch. All right. So with my studied combat, I get an extra two damage. And I am also going to make a studied strike. And when I make my studied strike, uh, I expand a, my studied combat state as a free action to do an extra d6 damage. I also have a feat called Inspired Strike, which lets me expand one use of inspiration to get an extra d6. So with a chef's eye, he uses his turning fork to find the most tender spot uh, on his opponent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right in the tenderloin. Uh, I do a total of nine damage. Astra. Uh, I rolled 16, Justin. Good. All right. Great. So 
you do not take dexterity damage, but you are still paralyzed. Yeah. Okay, on this turn. Well, that's, you know, all right. That's not ideal, but that's fine. Johnny? So my goal with a heal check is eventually to give Astra a bonus on her fortitude save. But while I'm working with her anyway, I'm going to give her the bit of luck so that in the next round, say, for example, Astra happened to roll a d20, uh, she could roll it twice and take the more favorable result. Awesome. And we'll also attempt another heal check on Astra. Um, all right. So my heal check is 25 total. So uh, what I'm imagining is Johnny's like, oh, come on. What would Orm have me do in this situation? And like, he'll flash back and Orm would say, let the mud do its work, Johnny. And so (laughs) Johnny will like massage like the muscles and the extremities and stuff like that. Try and get blood flowing again. Be like, okay, all right, all right, come on. And while he's doing that, he'll apply the the bit of luck. So Astra, next turn, you'll get to re-roll and take the more favorable result. And you have the benefits of the heal check, which gives you a plus four competence bonus on a fortitude save. Okay, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. On the necromancer's turn, the necromancer casts a spell onto himself, and you see his skin starts to turn into like rocks that match the wall right oh next to it. And so that will be an attack of opportunity from you, oh, Zelf, if you would like. I definitely do. Uh, is there any visible effect to him being the same color as the rock? Not yet, no. Okay. I will make an attack against this guy. Pricking him in his flank. (laughs) I got a 25, and I do 5 damage. So a couple things happen, Zelf. When you land this strike against the Necromancer, you knock a black wooden box from his robe, and it clatters on the ground to his feet. The necromancer (laughs) wants to grab it, but he is pretty fucked up from you and Patty's attack. Yeah, teamwork. So his goal now is to flee. He pulls back his robe, and you see that the spell that he had cast on himself has made him pretty much an earth elemental, and he merges into the wall itself. So good! And disappears from your sight. Thank you for listening to Burnt Cookbook Party. This is a brand new podcast. We're still looking for our audience. So if you liked this, it would be really cool of you to send it to a friend you think would also like it or maybe post about it on the internet uh, or, I don't know, in a Discord channel where people talk about podcasts that they like. That would be cool of you and I would really appreciate it. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Stadahar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Stieber, as Astra Blup, and Justin Green as DM and World Builder. Executive produced by Jenna Stieber. This episode edited by Justin Green. You can find us on Twitter at BCB Party. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.